Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier We'll grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at qu- uh, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Force Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforce network, our Twitter, at tforce network, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinity force podcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforce podcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message at the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the metagame, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pwn Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Voice is second to none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 780 of the Trinity Force Podcast. Jeez, we're at 780 of these. Christ. Um, I am your host, as always, N.A. Eric, and uh, we're talking all things patch 12.17, which is pretty sizable, so hopefully this won't be an insanely long episode. Um... There's systems changes, buffs, nerfs. It's all focused at Worlds, and we'll get into all of that, as well as uh, one specific buff that Fenrir is very excited to talk about, which we will allow him to channel his energy about. But before we get into any of that, guys, how you doing? Fenrir, 
football started and we've been talking in the discord about how excited you are you're excited that football started yes i am in fact so excited that i'm about to jump out of my chair yep so uh as we can see you're a chiefs fan or at least wearing chiefs garb have you always been a chiefs fan Uh, i mean i'm from missouri it's just kind of by connection gotcha are they on the Missouri or the Kansas side of uh Technically speaking, they are the Kansas City, Kansas Chiefs, but we claim them as ours, so. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I guess what would if you if you lived in Missouri and weren't a Chiefs fan, what would be the closest team that other like what other teams do people in that state support or is it like deep Chiefs country there? Uh, I mean, some people like I mean, you can be like a Bears fan just cuz of Chicago. You could be like the Titans from sure. Tennessee. I mean, Missouri is kind of weird because it's just like so centralized that any direction is there's a closer team, you know, other than the Chiefs. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Um, and uh, we were talking a bit before you're doing a bunch of fantasy football. I know that that's. Are are you satisfied with? I guess I was gonna say the draft, but you're doing many teams. So are you satisfied with your drafts? Plural. Oh, <laughs> uh, so like my ones that are important. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about my teams. I do a bunch of drafts, mostly just to like get ready and prepared for the ones that actually matter. Gotcha. Oh, so you did like mock drafts? No, I joined like real leagues, so I'm. Like there's still people that have stakes because if you do mock drafts, it's just kind of pointless. Right, because then the because like if it works the same as baseball, because I do fantasy baseball, then there's like rating. There's like a number rating assigned to each person, and then the computer will just if someone's not there, they auto draft and they will auto select the next highest one. So if you're just doing a mock draft, you're playing. You're just gonna pick what you want. The computer is gonna pick like boom, 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 right down the line. Yeah. Is that how it would work as well? Yeah, they just draft gotcha. ADP, average draft position. I mean, they don't draft like certain players. They just draft the next best player. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's not doesn't simulate like a the real deal very well. Okay. Gotcha. I guess depending on also like your league too. Difficulty of your league. What's uh what's the format? Because I know that I I played in one once and was not very attentive to it, but it was I think it was head to head matchup. But is is that the format that you're doing in most years? Are there yeah. different ones? Yeah, they're all they're all head to head, and then like most leagues have like separate divisions, so you'll have like. If it's a 10-team league, you'll have five teams in this division, five teams in this division, and then they play each other, and then it gets like, at the end of the year, it's bracketed out just like a normal championship playoff would go. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And uh, doing paid leagues, or are, they, are these all free? Okay. What's like the highest dollar amount you could win from like a one individual league, like what's the most you could win? From uh, just from one of the leagues, the max is like two hundred. Uh, you don't, okay. you don't really win a whole lot of money off fantasy football leagues. You win more off of like da- daily fantasy and stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. And so, to like to win two hundred, how much does someone have to put in at the start? Like thirty bucks or something? Oh, we do fifty dollar buy in. Oh wow. Okay. And then like, <clears throat> so we don't just have winners. Like first, second place gets money. First place gets most of it. Second place gets their money back. But then we also do this thing where, like, if you score the most points in the week, you get $10. Oh. So, like, it, 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 it just, like, incentivizes if you have high-scoring teams, you still get a little something at the end of the year. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. I like that. That is cool. 
Yeah, it tra- it incentivizes people to not just like, oh, I'll intentional, I'll just like not care about yeah. this matchup because I have a bunch of injured people that are coming back in two weeks. I'll yeah. just throw it then to maybe drop and try and get those extra ten dollars or something. Okay, I like that. Yeah, because like right on my like last week or the last two weeks on my fantasy baseball, I just kind of like tanked the matchups because <laughs> I didn't care because I have. Uh, Couple of people. I have one person, uh, Tatis, who's suspended because he was out the whole year. He's been on my DL and now he's suspended, so he has to sit on my bench. He can't even occupy a DL spot now. He's got those PEDs. And then, yep, he got caught for PEDs, which is so unfortunate. He's like 21 and he's so talented, he doesn't need it, but whatever. Um, That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of, of course. And we don't want to need to delve into any of that at all. But uh, yeah. Um, then I had a few other people who were injured, like Verlander was on my team and he got injured and uh, shit. Michael Kopech got injured as well. He was someone who I picked up because someone else got injured and um, Patrick Wisdom got injured. And so it was just like, all right, they're going to be on the DL for like 10 or 15 days, whatever. I'll just throw the next two weeks. I don't care. So I wouldn't win the $10 there, but that's a, that's a really cool idea. I like that. Okay. Um, Everything going else good in life, you know? Uh, league going well? Yeah, just working a bunch. I've played a little bit of ranked. I've actually uh, kind of got on a smurf lately because I went on like a massive lose, losing streak on my main. And so. Oh, yikes. I'm just trying to figure out if it's me or not, you know? I mean, you, you really got to. <laughs> after losing 23 in a row, you really got to take some self reflection. And uh, based on my nah, su- based- 24, 24 in a row, <laughs> yeah, I'd say yeah. yes. Twenty three. Yeah. Eh, no, it's it's my teammates. It's not. It, it was them. But uh, based on my Smurf, uh, it's not me. <laughs> and I'm Smurf in support. So. Yeah. Okay. I played with a Smurf last night. Who he played? He, it was a uh, top laner. And I, okay, I'm pretty sure he was a Smurf because through 30 games he had a 73% win rate, which that could be luck, but that's pretty unlikely, especially because he was like high gold at the time. It's probably a new account that he got up, but um, and he was playing with MMR wise of like plat two, plat one people, so I'm pretty sure it was a Smurf. But he did B1 Renekton and proceeded to get stomped in lane by a Warwick top, which I'm sure that's a rough matchup for sure, but don't. Like, oh, God, it was it was bad. And then he would, like, I'd be down ganking bot, like, in the process of about to gank bot. I was playing Fiddlesticks. I don't have a lot of early agency. And um, then he would be, like, pinging, like, I need help, I need help. And I'm, like, I, I'm about to gank bottom. You see, I can't help you right now. You're on your own. They're dropping Herald. You're about to die, and you're going to lose your turret. Sorry, just accept it. I can't get there in time. But he'd, like, spam ping and stuff. Like, he didn't... I don't know. He didn't quite understand that I'm not there to serve at his every beck and whim. Yeah, for Anyways, sure. I just wanted to vent about that. Well, like I'm <laughs> saying, the most frustrating thing was like, out of those 23 games that I lost, I think 18 or more were autofill AD carries. And it's just, I mean, it is so extremely oh, difficult to win bot lane when the other two in the other lane are both playing their main roles. Yeah, um, I'm surprised. I guess how often do you? I guess in that streak you got autofilled a lot, but generally, if if you're queuing support bot, do you get bot a decent amount? Or I put support fill every game. Oh, okay. And I if I so if I don't go, play then. support, I get put in jungle. Ninety percent of the time. Gotcha. It hardly ever. Yeah, it's, that it's doesn't really surprise me at all. That it it doesn't autofill me eighty carry, which I'm 
fine with because I can't play AD carry. I'm terrible at it. But oh, you were saying the other people were auto filled ADC. Yeah, my right. my ADC okay. was auto filled. Wow. I thought you were saying you were <laughs> no, auto filled no. there. Sorry, no, no I totally un- misunderstood that. Okay. No. Gotcha. And it's yeah, just so uh, hard to win gonna, a lane that's gonna... duo when. The person you're yeah, with doesn't have the best idea of what they're supposed to be doing, and then the enemy knows exactly what they should be doing. Yeah, for sure. When I get put in bot lane, unless I'm playing a mage, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I can play like a couple of supports, but if I'm the ADC, it's either Ezreal or I can't play an eight and like ADCs against them. I don't. I don't understand how it. All, like, I understand how to like move and left click and shit, but like, it doesn't. Doesn't. I can't. I can't do it. I could play Sivir maybe I and just auto clear the wave and walk under my turret and be like, I'm good. But that's about it. I like uh, I like ADC honestly because I I think it teaches you like the fundamentals of micro really well because you have to teaches you about spacing, threat assessment. Like you can't you can't make any mistakes or you just get instantly killed as far as like positioning and whatnot. And just, I think uh, when I, like, was really playing a lot of ADC, you know, you just getting the, like, really small micro advantages and just snowballing those are so important. Like, for example, like, even something as small as, like, uh, their support (coughs) misses an ability at level one. And then they're walking up too far. Like, you just punish them with your, your auto and your abilities, just like that it's impossible for them to win the trade without the ability when you and your support each have an ability and your autos so just small stuff like that and just kind of getting those uh especially experience leads cuz uh like some things that uh like really good ADCs have seen do when they don't have to leash bot lane is they'll uh go to that middle bush and like aggro the minions before they meet in the middle so that they aggro one melee and then they uh if if you do it right it's kind of weird to do because sometimes they don't aggro the same minion but if you do it right it kills the one melee before they get the lane so then they get to level two slower because they missed out on that minion so like stuff like that just like uh really small advantages just maximizing that those things and also yeah, see, that sounds like hell push to me. level one that sounds like hell i would so much yeah. rather just play like poppy and uh hex flash over a wall or just like press ghost and run at you and press w and it's like ha you can't move now and just eat you into a wall yeah. like, that's so much more what i'd rather do and macro track what's going on in the game and move i don't know that sounds horrible <laughs> yeah i feel like and also i think that playing jungle now has helped me substantially in ADC because now I don't like uh I feel like I don't die to ganks nearly as much as I used to. I know like when I when they're not there I can be just super aggressive if I want to. So uh, I don't know. You, I feel like I find like more opportunities now stuff like that. And then um, I don't know just being cognizant of where my jungler is. I feel like that's just like one thing. It's hard. It's so hard to do all that stuff. And then also like uh. Like as an AD carry, and then like think about also where your jungler is, what what he's trying to do, and and all that, and what your top laner is doing. Yeah, 
I don't know. Like I, I think I also just in the last few years since I've basically only played jungle, I've regressed in laning because I used to be like a mid laner. I used to play a lot of that years ago, but hmm. I've regressed in laning because now I, when I do play top, it's just like it's kind of a skill matchup for me um in like micro and being able like i can freeze waves and i understand like wave manipulation and stuff like that so i could do that but um because i regularly freeze lanes for my laners when i'm playing jungle so i've learned about that but like if i'm if i'm playing mid lane i am basically kind of playing to get gold advantages early and i'm not really trying to kill them all that much i'm just trying to yeah i'll poke them out um but if if I happen to kill them, cool. They probably tried to dive me, or my jungler came and totally set it up. But like, I'll play like Zareth, and it's just like fine. I don't care. I played against a LeBlanc, and I played Zareth, and it was just like I don't, I don't care. I took barrier, and she was trying to hit me and stuff. And yeah, I was dodging, but I was also she was like autoing me, and I'm clearing the minions. And then I walk back to my turret. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to lane against you. I don't really want to lane. Yeah. I'm good. I just want to get through this part and get gold. I don't want to interact with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could, you can do that on artillery mages that can like straight yeah. up clear camps and then hit people from super far away. If I was playing like Fizz, I can't play like that. I absolutely have to go in. But that's why then when I'm playing mid lane or ADC, like I'm playing these caster types. I'm playing Xerath. I'm playing Velkaz. I'm playing Ezreal. I'm playing Jin if it's mid lane or something. Like I'm just doing stuff like that where I can just kind of ignore them and clear waves. Yeah, I think uh, I like ADCs too that have like a mechanic like Jin and Misfortune, like where you can uh, like with their Q, basically like auto attack reset, or it is an auto attack reset. But the uh, does the does the makes it does the grenade the, auto reset Jin? It does not auto reset just because of how his autos work, but it. Uh, I mean, I it's just like the trading pattern that you do, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's just like the most basic trading pattern with them. And it's like, if you can do that and then not take more damage than, you know, and dodge some stuff, then you're going to do more damage than them. So, like, that's just, like, the basics of, like, trading and stuff like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, other than that, I guess, since I kind of started talking about me, um, I'm doing fine uh went to the state fair last week and that was good it was absolutely crazy um to put it in perspective how crazy minnesotans get for it there's this cookie stand called sweet martha's cookies which sells like millions of cookies at the fair you get like a bucket of them and i'm talking like a small like a children's pail or something and i don't know it's like 20 or 20 bucks or something and there's a whole bunch of them in there but they closed early on that saturday because there was uh oh there was a shooting nearby one of the gates and no one in the state fair but there it was like in a neighborhood right nearby so the whole place closed down at one hour early like it was already going to close at 11 it closed at 10 instead but all the people who were still in line for their cookies who've been waiting for 20 30 minutes because that line is so insanely long got so pissed that they started like throwing beer bottles and food and stuff at the place like no you don't you dare close i need my cookies god damn it it's so ridiculous and unreasonable but yeah um it was ridiculous but uh yeah other than that life's good um trying to get a raise at work hopefully that goes through well, technically a reclassification because I work for the government and the government doesn't really 
depending on your entity, they don't really do raises. They reclassify your position and move you up in steps because it's all graded and stuff. So hopefully getting some of that. Um, League tickets went on sale, so I'm looking at like prices of flights and things like that to maybe go down to Atlanta. Uh, I know Bomo and Kybe are going, um, so I'll I'd like to go, but I'll have to see about what all the prices shake out to be. So, yeah, that's about it. I played. I guess I played ranked, and I'm still solid. I'm solidly in plat two now because the last time I played, I got promoted to plat two, and then I just kind of stopped. Um, but I played three games last night, uh, two fiddlesticks, one, or no, I played four, sorry, two fiddlesticks, one Ramus, and one Vi, and one, three of them. So, it went well. Yeah, the, one of the Vi one I was playing, we had a Ken and Mid who I met, and we were just in comms that we duoed, and, um, he made the case that Night Harvester is better than Proto Belt in every case, and I was questionable about that. But, I mean, he was playing fine, so I wasn't going to really start to dispute him and say, like, no, you're wrong. But um, <laughs> but I, he, it was, we were playing against, it was a Yasuo mid, and I ganked him three times in the first five minutes or so. Uh, blew his flash once, and then came back, and IQ flashed him... Um, like flash with the impact to redirect the Q and then uh then the next time Cannon flashed on him and killed him and then he just like AFK'd he was like I'm done. So classic Yasuo loses lane even when starting Doran Shield, not getting help from his jungler, just like I'm out and left. But um Yeah, so Yep. Um We almost won yeah. Clash. John, how you doing, man? I did we did almost win Clash. That was a, like what that wasn't last weekend, that was the previous week. That so was I guess last weekend. did we or was it the previous? Was it this past weekend? Actually, I don't remember. <laughs> I thought it was last weekend. I was last yeah. weekend because I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, yes, yeah, was in the that's mountains. right. Yeah, I forgot it. Yeah, you were in the mountains, but yeah, we almost won Clash. We came in second. It was what? Who who played with us? It was us two. Um, Your brother. Yep, my brother played. And then the guy I do uh, with. He's an eighty carry player. And then, and then we, you found the other. Yeah, person we found a random top player. Well, yeah. Yeah. And we stomped the first two games. The first one was very resounding. The second one was a pretty good stomp. And the third game, we uh, drafted poorly, I would say, and we paid the price for it. For sure. I brought out the Dark Tech NASA support against Zeri. It was hilarious. We are B5, <laughs> and everybody's like, what support you want to play? I'm like, guys, this might be troll, but trust me. And we won't. Yeah, no, it's not troll at all. Nasus is super good. And for those of people who are saying, like, what the fuck, Nasus support's not good, I would recommend go watch LS has a video specifically on it. Not that his say is the end-all, be-all, but he breaks it down, and it's actually really convincing, and it makes sense. It's only good in a few cases. It's what, Calista and Zeri. That's and about it. That'd be about it, yeah. 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 Maybe Draven, I could see it, because if he catches his axe, then he stands still and can't throw another one, maybe. But that'd be about it, I would think. But it's it's crippling, yeah. And then I was playing just Sejuani and Poppy and building tank, and then Redemption second, being a Redemption not a tank. At all. It was great. <laughs> that Redemption was so disgusting to use against them. Oh my god. And we le we leveled yeah. two dove the Zeri. Yeah. And we like all yeah, got out full old... HP. It was insane. It it was probably the yeah, cleanest I... dive I've ever seen. I did a, yeah, it was Poppy. I did a four camp into, I started blue side, I think, 
and then four camped into going bot and just we absolutely because he wasn't able to get cs and then yeah massacred her and then like a minute later or two minutes later killed her again and she was just like she, she kept playing but there was no fucking way yeah. she was gonna be able to influence anything it was beautiful but yeah enough about us and our clash victoriousness john how was your time in the mountains man it was great it was really relaxing um like we went hiking one day um one day it rained so we kind of just chilled um but overall it was great um we're trying to do something again soon like that but uh nice i always enjoy going up to the mountains and hanging out with people when you can yeah uh, when we were talking offline you were saying that you had some amazing food up there what sort of uh, yeah, what sort like, of stuff do you have yeah we had uh when we were just getting up there the first day we just grilled out and did burgers and hot dogs so nothing insane but second day we did uh someone made like a pot roast um like potatoes carrots and all that and it took like like 14 hours to make but um then let's see then one day we did sushi and it was super good like homemade sushi um yeah, we went to this uh like local book butcher store that uh it was pretty insane. It had like local seafood and uh like just meats in general. And they had like this massive like dry age refrigerator that looked pretty sweet. Um but the fish was really good. Everything we got there was was exceptional. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we ate good and and everything and just had a good time while we were there. I wish it wouldn't have rained one day, but Nothing we can do about that. It was still fun. They had a uh, like a pool table and a ping pong table there. Uh, there was like sixteen of us there too, so there were a ton of us there. They had a like a poker table, um, and like this. Oh, they had like this like theater with a projector. They had like ten seats in it. It's pretty sweet. But yeah, that doesn't sound like any low budget affair. It sounds, but it sounds like it was. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah, we had been playing that for probably yeah, exactly. like six months or so. Nice. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it then. Um, how's League been going? You mostly just playing on your alt account still? Yeah, I've been doing uh, queuing up ADC as my primary, and then jungle as secondary, and then um, I don't know. I like was climbing pretty easily on ADC, and then I feel like I got to a point where it was like sometimes it was just super hard to win games as ADC like I would I feel like I would play decent but then uh there were just a lot of issues what going on what elo roughly are you talking about you sort of it's hit like this wall gold four okay oh we could duo at least for ADC <laughs> <laughs> but then I I there are a few times I got frustrated so I just queued up <laughs> jungle and then I was like all right, let's let's crank some crank the numbers up here a little bit. So, was one of yeah, those been... was one of those jungle games from that play that you sent me that was absurd with that yeah. that quadra or triple kill or something? Yeah, that was from from uh yeah that account, but it was uh yeah I was already I was playing against an Udir. I think I was already up like three levels on him, and then uh, I was like in the red bush, and I had just taken his red, and then there's like a um, he tried to, like, CC me, and then I just pinked the Krugs, and jumped to the Krugs, 
from that bush. Yep. Because the Jace was there too. I'm gonna put and it up on the, the screen right now and show everyone what's going on. It's absurd. I'll turn the sound off, but yeah, it's like he's doing all the Rengar shenanigans. It's like, oh, he hopped over this wall. Oh, he ulted. Okay, he's gone. So people turn around, they start using their skills. Oh no, wait, he's coming back. Uh, like, uh, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> the Jace looked very frustrated. I was frustrated watching he, uh... it. <laughs> so, um, I know that they made some Rengar responsiveness changes, like his jumping and through brushes. So when you, at one point, you walk. Uh, like you walk from tri-brush into the top mini brush there and then walk back towards it. I think on maybe a previous patch you could have hopped that distance. Maybe not, but not now, obviously. Uh, because they... Uh, which part? So, like, uh, here, let me give you a timestamp for it. Um, 15 seconds, 16, 17, you walk back at, like, and it looks like you try, like, at 19, basically. You try to hop back across. Okay. Let me see. It looks like, or you walk back up, then they ward, and you walk away, and then just flash into the bush. But I think since you had vision there, because uh, yeah, so basically, like I was, uh, I mean, they put the ward there, so I knew they had vision. But uh, I mean, I knew Udir was low, and I had my my empowered Q there, so I knew I could just instantly kill him. Yeah, and then I could kill Jace too, and Chogath was on his way. So I wasn't too worried about Lux. I didn't think Lux was going to be there, though. So the, the dodge was a little lucky, but I was just kind of moving around, feeling out the situation, I guess. Yep. Were you full Bone Tooth to start that fight? Uh, I don't think you were. I I'm think that's sure. why you couldn't jump look. to that dry bush to start. Does it have a longer range once you max that out? Uh, I didn't think so. I thought it only did your oh, AD. Oh, did they change that? Increase your AD. Yeah, I thought they. That thing that's part oh, okay. of what they it's changed. It's been a long time yeah. since I played. Rain as far as Rain, I know, so. it's only. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, it's only the you get the AD, but I mean, once you, I think at that point I had probably at least four stacks if I had to guess. Let me look, Rengar Wiki. Uh, but also, I was going like the, the crit build, so I was I was hitting really hard. Like my Q was hitting really hard. Scoring a takedown grants Rengar a trophy once per unique champion and up to five. Um, trophies grant one to 36% based on trophies, bonus AD is bonus AD, nothing else. Yeah, sure. They used to empower some of his abilities, I believe, yeah. I, I think when he got but max stacks, it increased his leap range out of brushes, right? Or am I crazy? Uh, Maybe that was back when you had to, to be like buy that. Bone Tooth when he came out. Like I said, it's been a yeah, long time since so. I played Rengar, so. Yeah, same. I don't like him. But the, uh, yeah, I mean, I w I got really lucky though with my Sheen because I got my I had everything because that's kind of why I waited there I guess too because I rewatched it just now the because uh, my Eclipse cooldown was coming up my Sheen proc was coming up from my uh, Essence Reaver so I was just waiting for that because then I could insta kill Udir and then get on uh. Jace. Sure. I was just thinking that because they're now they've made it where there's basically no delay where you can hop. There used to be like a half a second yeah. delay where you could still jump. So I think you before they changed that you could have jumped into that tri brush, but not anymore. Yeah, you can also like uh, jump slightly faster with uh, like if you Q or empower Q and then you're like running away and then you're in a bush, you can jump at them slightly more quickly because you get the bonus attack speed because it counts as an auto. The, f the first two after your empowered Q. Oh, do you... Does the leap speed depend on attack speed? 
So, I mean, I guess it more so it feels like, uh, like I don't know. It feels like you kind of get to them quicker. That might just be like how it feels for me, but I don't know. It feels like whenever I uh, like empower a Q or do Q, but uh, don't like auto first, so I get the attack speed for two autos afterward. Then it uh, then it's like that. But otherwise, it's I don't know. It might just be that I that's how it feels for me. Sounds like an easy but, practice tool test. Yeah. So, all right. Well. Um, I'm glad you had a good time in the mountains and that your Rengar smurfing on much lower people is going well. Uh, <laughs> I'm not playing him that much. I don't play him every game. I've been trying to play AD carry. Well, that's good. Um, I didn't mean that sarcastically. It sounded sarcastically, but it, it didn't mean that. But in any case, uh, we're half an hour in. We haven't even talked about the patch yet, so let's get into this. So... Um, this is geared mostly at pro play because this is not the patch for Worlds, but it's the patch right before Worlds because patch 12.18. So they're trying to fine tune stuff, see fine tune things, and then for next patch they'll make adjustments on these adjustments to then set up the patch for Worlds. And so here we go. There's a lot of nerves, buffs, adjustments, systems changes. So we're just gonna have to fly through these, I would think, or not necessarily fly through. We can talk about stuff. But Ari, uh, her charm duration is. Uh, down early it was 1.4 at rank at 1.4 to 2 seconds now it's 1.2 to 2 seconds so it's still the same once you put your points into this i think this is your second max on ari it's not your first because the q is um but i think this is the second max on ari although maybe it's the third uh no yeah i don't oh I don't this is apparently the most popular one this is her third max yeah that's what mm -hmm. i'm saying too so, yeah, I guess her W. Yeah, yeah. So that surprises me. So then, up until level eighteen, this is uh, this is a nerf. Well, okay, essentially up until level seventeen, but that's that's still okay. How much of a nerf is it really, though? It doesn't. I don't think this really does hardly anything. This is placebo. Yeah. She also she was up for also having some base health reduction, but that was taken away. That was provisional change, which is no longer there as well. So I don't know. This doesn't feel like it really does anything for Ari as far as how she functions in pro play. Yep, agreed. I think all it does is cool. just increases the chance for you to flash her like charm Everfrost. I mean, yeah. I mean that's literally the only thing it changes. Like if she charms, you have yeah. that point two seconds to flash before she ever frosts. Right, and if you're not <laughs> instantly cleansing this or QSSing this, if you're using that, then this also like if you're gonna do it halfway through, it makes even less sense to do it now because it's gonna yeah. last less long. Up until she maxes it. So maybe this, if this is a bigger deal than what we're thinking, this might swap to her second max, but that would heavily decrease her damage and her move speed, so I don't think so. But yeah. Okay. Um, Azir. Uh, John, you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. Uh, w AP scaling is decreased. The cooldown on the W is increased early, and the E cooldown is increased. Um... I mean, I've seen a little Azir, I guess. I mean, I just it's just the people who only play Azir, you know. But he did seem, like, kind of strong, I guess. But, uh, I don't know. I, I think this is probably a good change, especially for pro play, because they're much better at microing that champion. Fenrir, you've been watching a lot of pro league before football started. So how is has he been everywhere? Oh, he's picked ban first rotation in just about every region. He's just so safe and his yeah. he just carries the late game on in the right hands. I mean you you put his ear in Chovy, Faker, 
I mean, Jensen, you can just keep naming them. They're cracked on this champion. So I think the changes are definitely deserving. Even pl- even players who are not, you know, top, top tier, not to give any disrespect, but for people who are like Sandbox Closer, who didn't make Worlds, his Azir was mm-hmm. nasty. If you're thinking like uh, DRX Zekka, um, he's, I mean, he did make Worlds, but his Azir is, his Azir is still good. It's just that even in, for the specific region's mediocre hands, Azir is still game-changingly yeah. strong. So at that point, he does deserve nerfs, I agree. And as far as your point, John, I don't see him in solo queue either, except for the Xero one tricks. In Aram, he's a terror, and I just played against him. Um, and yeah, we ended up winning, thank God, but uh, because of my full health Nautilus. Woot, woot. Um, that's, it wasn't because of that at all. It was kind of funny, though, just how much damage <laughs> I was surviving through. Ga- like, this full crit gangplank is one hit in everyone, and then I'm like, all right, I'll just Q on gangplank, and then he's like, Q, hit a barrel. I lost, like, a quarter of my health. And then he's, like, autoing me. Q, still didn't, like, no. I'm just sitting there slapping him with the anchor, just bong, bong. And then, like, third or fourth Q, still not dead. And then by that point, my like, we had a vein and uh shit i don't even remember who else that we had we had a vex and some other like uh later game characters well we had an olaf who didn't know what he was doing and one other character like they just come through and wipe wipe out that gangplank it was hilarious but um yeah azir was doing work so if plat level azirs can be that impactful even in aram but if we're in summoner's rift too that seems like it's a problem because this guy is supposed to be if he's balanced, I'd probably say he probably should have like a 47, 46% win rate in solo yep. queue. Yeah, because it seems like just straight up free scaling, to your point. Like, especially in the hands of like a pro player who can just sit there and micro him perfectly and get all the CS. Like, you can't kill him and he's just going to get 10 CS per minute. And first you strike, know? he outranges basically everyone to get lots of first strike yeah. gold. So he's going to out-trade you, and then he's also going to out-CSD. He's like, what, what do you do? In Plat Plus, his, his, because of this, like because we're on the new patch, we can look. The win rate hasn't changed, but if I look up it, let's look at Challenger. Uh, not enough games here, but like 12-16, he's 49. Same with 12-15. 12-17, there's been 60 games of it, so it's too soon because the patch just went live today. But if yeah. I look even like Master Plus... His win rate has dropped by, I mean, still not that much. But in the context of pro, where everything's slower, everything's a lot more methodical, he gets a lot more of those chances to free scale up and be nastier. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, Fenrir, you want to take Camille? Uh, sure. Uh, passive shields are increased, and then her E damage is increased. I think these changes are dangerous, for sure. Uh yeah, in pro play, like I, I watch it a ton, you know. She was getting quite a bit of play before these changes, and I think giving a champion like Camille these types of changes right before Worlds, when she's already seeing play, I don't know. It just seems a little scary to me, especially the the uh, <clears throat> percent HP shield that just gives her so much more trading power in lane. Yeah. So my thoughts are that the E damage is very strong, like you're saying, because she yeah. gets 15% bonus AD buff and 15 percentage points, and she gets base damage early as well. So both of those are going to be strong, and E's not her first max. It's her second max. Yeah. So until level 10, she gets 20 free damage and 15% bonus AD damage. That's big. 
because she's she's not using it on cooldown, but sometimes she kind of is in trading patterns and stuff. But the shield, I don't think it's that big of a deal because if you're playing against Camille in let's you know earlier in lane, like it, when she gets her shield, you're waiting for her shield to drop. You're not trying to kill it. It's the same as like when you buff Kaisa's shield on her R. No one's chewing through that. They're not killing the shield or Tom Kench shield on his R. They're not killing the whole shield. They're waiting for it to drop and then they're attacking them. Um, so I don't know. Like I just don't. I don't think this is a. This will be a problem when she becomes way too strong and they need to then nerf it, then they're going to have to pull buffs back from this. This is not needed. The E, I think, is enough. Like you said, they're already seeing her play, and she does do well into some of the into like the meta picks. Like She's great against Zeri, because Zeri can't get out of her R. She's great against Sivir. Same reason. She's very good against a lot of the top laners that are being picked. Renekton excluded, but Renekton should not be picked because he's a terrible champion. I mean, he like, destroys Orn. She's... Yeah, exactly. She destroys these tanks. People playing Gragas top full tank, which is not that common. But if like any tanks you're playing up top, Scion gets murdered by Camille. Um, so maybe with these buffs, we'll see Jace come back a bit because Jace is really fun to watch. But I don't know. I don't. This is a buff for sure. I don't think it's as big just because the passive is a placebo to me as well. Feel free to disagree if you guys don't think so, but. No, I mean, I, I agree with cool. everything that was said. I mean, I thought she was not really... I didn't think she was weak at all. Um, I mean, the shield, 3% more. I mean, she'll just be healthier in the lane. Like, she can trade, take trades maybe that she couldn't before slightly more. Uh, like, safely, especially with the E, now that she's doing more damage with it. And she has the... I mean, just trading all around for her is going to be better, but I don't know how that's going to affect Yeah, um, all, all the Camille stuff and pro and whatnot. For sure. And the and um, if I'm looking at the champions that counter her as well, it, it's worth noting that her win rate jumped up 1% uh, so far. Again, one day's worth of patches, or of matches, but still. Uh, her... The matchups yeah. that she does worst into are not played in pro play. Akshan destroys her. Poppy destroys her. Mordekaiser, you might see in pro, but those two first two you're not going to see. Rumble, probably not. Maybe a pocket pick. Warwick top, no. Kale top, maybe, but probably not. Shen top, no. Maybe Scion. Lilia top, no. Yone top, yes, depending on the team. So of those, like of the worst matchups where she loses... Uh, 55 plus percent of the games, they're they're not being they're not playing them. So she's not even going to be counterpicked. She's going to be getting medium skill matchups to favorable matchups basically across the board, like Fenrir was saying. Actually, Poppy's like yeah, big man in pro. That's part of the reason why she hasn't seen a whole lot of play. True, but it is Poppy jungle. No one's playing Poppy. Yeah, top. yeah, no, they don't play Poppy top. That's for sure. I I thought you were just meaning champions in general. So these are like the yeah, I, I when they pick now. Poppy yeah, top, it you. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't play Poppy top, that's for sure. Now, the more that I think about this, I do, I guess I should kind of retract a little bit. I think these might be more buffs like, hey, tanks are getting really prevalent in the top lane. Here's a nudge for you guys to see that Camille's still a champion. Yeah, I'd say if they want to, they could have driven that further home by buffing Fiora. 
Yeah, but she she's Fiora doesn't need buffs. She's at all. seen a lot more play. No. Camille's only seen like I haven't seen her at all in pro play until this last weekend, and I only seen two games. I saw her get picked in LCK semi often mm. when they'd be playing tanks and stuff. Or against the lower ranked teams as well, because I would watch all the LCK games. Like there'd be teams that would pick it pretty often, like all season. Um, they were lower ranked teams. The top teams were not picking it all that okay. all that much, but yeah. I didn't keep up with the other regions though, so yeah. But anyways, um, my favorite Prowler's Claw champion, Ezreal. Uh, <laughs> e cooldown is down two seconds across the board. Not a huge deal because he gets a lot of ability haste in basically every variation of build you do, and his he's constantly reducing one second uh, flat on this every time he hits a Q. Not a big deal. I mean. Sure, rank one, now you're not waiting for it as long. But like once you hit two items, you kinda have this on you kinda have it whenever you want it. Um and this isn't gonna increase his it's just gonna increase his safety. But if you know what you're like if this is focused at pro play like it is, they should know where the jungler is all the time, roughly. So you shouldn't really be getting caught out as much as people do. And if you, I mean, if you are, yes, this is helpful, but this shouldn't actually be helpful if pro players are tracking junglers like they should be. Does that make sense? Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Am I expecting too much from these pros? <laughs> no, they should be perfect. It's their job. No, yeah, they get paid lots of money for that. Yeah. Let me see. Did this actually change his win rate at all? Uh, nope. Basically the same. Again, one day's worth of matches, but even with the 21% pick rate, his... Uh, 21%, Jesus. His pick rate jumped up 6%. <laughs> I was about to say, I was, wouldn't be surprised pack, if it went down just because the pick rate. Yeah, his pick rate went up by 6 percentage points, and the win rate went up by 0.2%. No, basically, no change. Um, so, yeah. My least favorite champion in the game, and John's favorite. Do you want to cover it? Is, it, is this sure. actually your favorite champion? No, I've told you this before. It's Rengar. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> That's an easy answer. Well, you also love Graves, and I, I know I do, that. but I only love... the. You know what my favorite time to play him is? When I get to play against you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Q cooldown is decreased on Graves. Our base damage increased. From the onset, that seems pretty disgusting to most people, but... Like, when I look at this, it's like his R damage. They're changing nothing about the scaling on it. It's literally 25 damage at each level on his R. So, like, almost nothing. Like, baby, baby buff to his R. I feel like almost negligible. Because nothing was done to the scaling. But, as far as the Q cooldown, like, I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't... I don't really like this that much either, because it's like they made it higher earlier, the cooldown, mm-hmm. and then lower once you max it. So Is this your first max? Yes. Regardless of what build style you're going, if you're going that bruisery style or lethality, it's still your first max? Okay. Yep. I, I don't know. This does not really seem like much of a buff to me, if I'm being honest. It's like, let's see, one second later at level one half a second later at level two not until you get to level three 
is it the same as it was before? Then you get half a second off and then one second off at max. So, like, you're maxing it first. So, like, at level 6, you're going to have, uh, what, four points into your Q? Or uh, uh, three points into your Q? Level 7, you get your fourth. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, like, not until level 7 is your are you going to see any benefit, really? Yeah. It's really just, I don't know. I guess it helps his clearing once you get to that point, level 7. But are you using but it twice on a camp? No. By the time you're level really. 7? No. I wouldn't say so. You're only queuing a camp once. Except if it's one of the buffs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I don't know. I don't think it's really a buff. I think it's just, I don't know. I would have said that was probably an adjustment, but... His win rate did go down, but his win rate, his pick rate jumped up 4%, so we don't really know about how it actually yeah. impacted. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of hard to, I don't know, this just, it seems like a kind of, ner- like, slightly nerf slash buff, too, so I don't know. I think they're just it's really just hesitant weird. to give him too much power, because he was an yeah, absolute menace last world who was always being picked, and he was... Yeah. Top lane Graves was a fucking scourge. So yeah, he was a menace. We, no yeah, one wants fair. to see it either because it just wasn't fun for people to play against when it was strong, or people to. Yeah. I don't think anyone in, like. Okay, maybe it was fun to see a couple times, but after that, I never enjoyed watching Graves top. I didn't enjoy yeah, watching, especially it. top. Yeah, it's just like you're just bullying the top laner as a melee champ. Yeah, and they're, you're a ranked champ. It's it was exciting like, when they when someone would play it. Graves jungle it didn't do as well but it was like oh they're playing at jungle how cool how off meta when that's what he was designed yeah. for but yeah yeah when Graves jungle is off meta in pro that's that's a I guess that's just a testament of how like busted he was top yeah. two but I don't know I think this is gonna probably not do much if anything to him no and he's also not good against the meta what it is right now with tanks and ADCs Agreed. with these super mobile really ADCs. Like yeah. I haven't liked playing them until like the meta stuff like Trundle, Udyr, you know, Zack, Fiddlesticks, like all that stuff. I don't... Yeah. It's not... I mean, Fiddlesticks not as bad, I feel like. Fiddlesticks is depending. okay, I would assume. It's, a, it's basically just like a... You're kind of ignoring each other in team fights. Yeah, unless I can like be super impressive to him early and like any opportunity but other than that i don't know i just think this is like negligible pretty much i guess yeah so all right everyone's favorite battle pony is getting adjusted quote unquote hecarim so i'll just run through all these and we can talk about them so his base <laughs> armor is going down by three and his health growth is going down by five which means that he gets 90 less health at level 18 um than before his Q, the base damage is down by by 20 at max rank, and this is your first max. Um, but the bonus AD ratio is up by 5%. The damage per stack was 2% uh, plus 3% per 100% bonus AD. Now it's 4% plus 6% per 100% bonus AD. The cooldown per stack, it reduces your cooldown every stack you have, was one second. Now it's 0.75, and you can now have one additional stack. So you can now uh, reduce the cooldown by 2.25 seconds as opposed to 2 seconds now. And the 
damage per stack is going to be up. You're going to get a lot more damage when it's max stack than before. Your stack fall off change so that instead of you losing all of them at once, now you're going to lose one stack per second at duration and just like lethal tempo and Lilia Q and stuff like that. Um, the mana cost is now a flat 30 as well, so this is a buff af for the mana cost specifically after level after you put your second point into it because before then it was 31 up to 40. Um, his W is, so the first off, the cooldown it was 14 flat, now it's 16 to 14, but they're now doing it where while his W is active, he gains 15 to 35 armor and MR while it's active. So they took away some armor in his base, but they're now, because they're reduced, making him less durable, but while he has his W up, he's a lot more durable. Um, and then they are nerfing his E, the uh, the minimum damage is down flat. Uh, actually, the flat is the same, but the bonus AD is down by five percent. The max damage is the uh, the base is also the same, but the bonus AD is down by ten percent. The minimum knockback is down by a hundred units, and the maximum knockback is down by 100 units as well. So he can only knock people 350 back. So one Lilia auto of range, approximately. Her auto is 375, but we don't need to haggle about that. And then the cooldown for the E is now 18 at all ranks, which was your third, which is what it would be at uh, putting your, making it rank three. So it's a buff for the first two levels of it and a nerf once you're at rank four and rank five, as far as cooldown specifically. And then his R, the is R is also getting nerfed. The fear duration is it was 0.75 to two seconds based on distance traveled. Now it's 0.5 to 1.5 seconds based on distance traveled. So if you're using it right in place, exact same. If you're using it max distance or with the increasing distance, it is now going to be less effective. It's still going to do the same damage, still the same cooldown, everything like that. But fear duration is down. So with all that being said. Um, I'll just, I mean, I'll just give my thoughts then since I'm already talking and then I'll shut up and take some, drink some water and stuff because I've been talking for a bit. But, um, I think that you, when he has his W up, he does a lot of healing and he's going to be building Sunderer. Um, it's going to, plus his additional durability, you're going to want to wait for that to go down. I think it lasts for six seconds, if I'm not mistaken. I'll look this up on the wiki when you guys are talking, but I think it's six seconds that it's up. So you're going to want to play around that. Um, but his Q is a lot more powerful. His E is worse. I would assume now, instead of maxing E second, you're now going to max E last because it's just going to be used for utility, not damage, in my mind. You're going to want that extra durability on his W plus the extra healing you get, and to make the cooldown of that lower. Um, the R is fine. Doesn't make that much of a difference, because if you... Yes, if you fear them for two seconds, it's great, but what matters is the instant disruption, and then that after effect of them running away, not a huge deal. If this was a... 0.75 always, I still think it would be effectively the same ability, because you're just looking for that instant disruption, which will stop any channels like a Misfortune Ultimate, a Velkaz Ultimate, and to make Zeri not run towards your targets, uh, stuff like that. So, um, those are my thoughts. Um, Fenrir, what do you think about this? Well, at first, well, the start... I don't really play Hecarim that much, so I don't have a whole lot to say. But looking at it at first, I didn't think it was going to be like that much of a change. But uh, he's at a 50.5% win rate with an 18% pick rate this patch. Okay. I don't know what he was last patch. 
Okay, he's a 48% last patch. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. What's the pick rate? 3.5%. <laughs> he was it okay. was 3.5%. Now it's 17%. Well, so, yeah. so I was wrong. His W is active for four seconds. Okay. I think getting the bonus stack for his Q and then the, the stacks uh, falling off one at a time, kind of like Lilia passive, is kind of disgusting for him. I think it allows him to clear yeah. the jungle like super fast, first clear. It makes it even better, yeah. yeah. And I'm assuming he goes Monome yeah, for only... sure, right? Or man immune. I would assume he goes man immune. I, I assume he goes man immune. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I feel like you people are going that. I mean, it's just super nice now because you can like uh, with his W, you can just really like the bruiser build, or I guess like fighter build is just super good now because like you can dip into damage and the health, and then you just get free if you're maxing W second. I mean. You're getting a good bit of stats from it. Like once you get, you fully max it, you're getting 35 armor and MR while it's active. So I mean that's that's a ton. So like that's if you just build a ton of health and AD on him, like he's gonna be really tanky as well. You also Pretty have to think to that with. this W is doing it's 60 magic damage per tick to everyone in it per second. So that's 200 at max rank. That's 240 magic damage, because he's AD yeah, mostly. 240 magic damage, and his healing over the whole duration is 240 as well. But if you're going to build a Spirit Visage, which probably seems like a great item for him, that's going to be increased by 25%. Um, I don't know, like this is... I, that's I nice on him. Yeah, it is. C just because of the healing from the passive, and then also you get a little bit of ability haste now from, uh, from Spirit Visage. Which is just great on him already. Yeah, I mean, match-specific, that might be his third item. I still think the core would be Sunder or Man Immune. But, I mean, you could swap out the Man Immune if you're looking, if you're looking at a lot of uh, sustained magic damage heavy fights. Then that could make sense to swap out. But Sunder seems like... The old days of tech, uh, Tank Hecarim do not seem like they will work with this. Even, it'll be even yeah. worse now. Yeah, I'm glad they're moving away from that. I thought it was just... I mean, I feel like that was just indicative of an issue. Uh, if he was like able to just build full tank and then also do a ton of damage. Just because of how his passive works. With like yeah. chem tank and all that. The man immune thing, but... So his AD... So up... Yeah, for sure. His... Uh... His base AD is actually quite low, which surprised me. I was just looking at it. It's 66 to 120, which is kind of low. Yeah, I definitely think that his clear, though, is going to be... Super fast. Yeah, it's going to be good. I mean, three. I think 310 is realistic for a yeah. first clear within the middle. I'll sure. try it. I want to try it. I do, too. I don't like playing Hecarim. Well, okay, I don't mind playing Hecarim, but it's... He's a very unique playstyle that I don't quite understand how to do it, and I'd have to put in a lot of games really? to do it. Yeah, I, I don't... It's never worked all that well for me, even in the days when he was super strong. I could never really get it to work as well as people who were doing it well. Gotcha. I feel yeah. like his R is sometimes weird to use. Yeah, that's hard like to use. Couldn't feel and then, clunky. 
Yeah, and I was fine with using his E well, but I would not... I don't... I didn't quite know his limits. With, that just takes time of learning the champion. But yeah, using his R is... It was something I did not understand how to do all that well. Yeah, my friend who... Uh, who's played, like, a lot of Hecarim, I think that's his most played champion. Um, he'll, like, when he's doing his E, he'll, like, sometimes count out loud to know the like how much damage he's gonna do or like to get try to get the max damage and the knockback distance on it and also to make sure that he can like uh like get there in time because yeah. yeah you activate it and then you have a certain amount of time you know while you're eating that you can do it yeah and the knockback distance is based on since a recent change this season is based on like distance traveled so you have to be moving around while it, otherwise you're not going to knock people back or do damage to them yeah, yeah and the uh so yeah and the damage same with the damage yeah exactly playing around that yep but the murder pony is back gentlemen yep yep um all right so cassadin i'll take cassadin here q cooldown decreased mana cost on the q decreased so the mana cost is down by 10 at all ranks, and the cooldown is down by 1 second at all ranks. I, I feel like Cassidy was fine before. I mean, I never saw him, really, but I feel like he was fine yeah. before. Um, he just... There's a lot of stuff in solo queue where he's not strong enough early, unless you're really good at him, to be worth picking over something that offers more utility or more base damage and less AP ratios, you know, like Galio is just a lot stronger and more reliable. Vex is more reliable. Um, Kennen mid or picking like one of the wind brothers mid is a lot more reliable. I mean, these all function in very different roles. I get that, but that picking that sort of champion, picking other sorts of champions that are not casted and were more reliable because he takes a lot longer to come online. Or even if you can get him online earlier and do well with him, there's always this perception of, oh, I have a Cassadin on my team. I'm not going to get any mid lane help until level 11 at least. So we're basically playing a 4v5 or a 4.5v5. So it's hard to get out of that mental for teammates. And I know that I, as a jungler, don't expect him to be able to do shit until level 6. Even level 6, not necessarily amazing unless this guy knows what they're doing. Yeah, it's my favorite when they pick Cassidy in mid and then they do a uh, Kale top. Yeah. <laughs> They're basically just surrendering the early game on top side. Yeah. And Unlike... then I choose Rengar and it's like, oh, okay guys, I guess I'll just 1v3. <laughs> yeah, last patch he was 49.4 win rate. Uh, two patches ago, about 50. So he was about even. This patch, 50.7. And the pick rate jumped up by one and a half points as well. So people are picking him more, and he's winning more. So his win rate is, while it's 50.7 right now, it's probably like 51 and a half, if I had to guess, just off of conjecture. So he's going to be powerful, and especially he's going to be good into the stuff that people are going to still be picking. Oriana will be at Worlds. We all know it, even though she hasn't been touched in like two years. She's still fine. Victor will be at Worlds. Uh, Azir will still be at Worlds. Galio will be there. Um, I don't know. Corky. Vex might make appearances. Corky for sure. Although I feel like he yeah. would be rough into Corky. I don't think he would be good into Corky. I don't know. Syndra will be there for sure. Um, although apparently he has a losing win rate into Syndra. LeBlanc will be there. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Like they won't be playing any artillery mages because pros don't play artillery mages really. 
Um, Zoe might show up. Um, I don't know. That seems like the mid-pool. Silas will be there. Silas into Cassidy is a pretty even matchup, to my knowledge, as well. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I guess, though, the thing with this, I, especially, uh, I guess, with Graves and Rengar, I like to, like, I feel like most junglers like to look mid-level three, but, like, I guess my thinking, like, if I have a Cassidy and I can get the level 3 mid-gank off, and he gets ahead. Like, once he does reach level 6, like, he pretty much is, like... He's pretty strong at level 6, too. Like, I I mean, obviously, he's, like, not even close to as strong as he can be, but I feel like his level 6 is not anything to, like, disrespect. Because he can definitely still, like... I mean, if he gets 6 first, or even in some matchups when they both have six, I mean, he can just outright kill them with his yeah. old, because of how good it is. Like, and especially if you can get him, um, like if they start like a dark seal or something like that, and you can get them one early kill. And then, I mean, after that, once he hits six, like the casting just runs around with you and kills everyone. And it's like, if you can get it rolling, I think it's good, but I guess it's kind of like the Azir thing where it's like a, a pilot thing, you know, where, um, the people who are good at casting will still... I don't think this will change much for them. Do you think there's a world where instead of building um, you know, mage bursty Cassidy like people do, whether it's Luden's Echo or Everfrost or Crown, those seem like to be the only mythics that people go on them. Do you think there's a world where they go... Um, I mean, probably not Divine Sunderer, but like a tank mythic and demonic embrace with a tier as well, because Cassidy needs it, and just be like a a very mobile Hulk in the middle of a fight, because that's what people are building now. Akali's got a build like that, where it's Divine Sunderer, demonic embrace, uh, death dance, and a couple of more AP items, which sounds so toxic to play against. But yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, I, saw, I feel like that just sounds like old te- tank echo, like just and also like Cassidy and tank Cassidy. It's just so gross. Like he does so much damage, he's impossible to kill. He has infinite mana. Yeah, so I mean, I could see a world where he goes something like that, um, something like these, because tank items are being abused in roles where they're not intended in solo queue at least. I don't know about the pros, yeah. but. That I, I would totally I could totally see a world where that happens, and I don't like that that's a reality that I can see. Yeah, I agree. Like if that becomes a thing, I mean, I'm definitely gonna give that a whirl because the few times when I've played against like Tank Echo and like Tank Cassin, it's just so frustrating. Like it's like I, I I killed them like three times early, like before 15 minutes, and then they get like one and a half items, and they can't die. And they also just do a lot of damage. Yeah, it feels like playing against a tank Scion, but that's how Scion was designed. This is not yeah, how I... these people were designed. Exactly. Yeah, Cassin's a, a hyper carry. <laughs> Scion is, is not supposed to be a hyper carry. Yeah, and we're not going to see Unicorns of Love at Worlds, and I know they've pulled them out in like the last two or three Worlds because... The CIS, I think it is, the Commonwealth of Independent States, has not been playing at all since March because of the uh, the war in Ukraine, because that's based in Russia. So they have not been playing, and they will not send a team to 
worlds so we won't see unicorns of love and gadget and all those people pull that out but yeah so i don't know who's going to play cassidy and if anybody is but this seems like a hey cassidy is viable if he's over 50 percent win rate in solo queue he'll be very good in pro play oh but, showmaker yeah. plays it yeah yeah that would be cool showmaker played it a couple times in lck i think so okay um fenrir you want to cover maokai since he sometimes is a support boy i don't think i've ever played maokai Really? It's really fun. It's toxic to face, but it's very fun. Yeah, I hate it. Going against his support. He just sapling tosses and just ruins your bot lane. So uh, his passive Q, E, and R are adjusted. So his passive sap magic, uh, getting hit by large jungle monsters, reduces the cooldown of it by one and a half seconds. And then the... Heal is going down, and then the percentage is going up. So, like the base heal of the okay. of the passive is going right. down, and the percentage is going up. Uh, Q damage is going down early, and then scaling higher late game. Uh, but it now deals percent maximum health damage, and it now deals uh, bonus damage to monsters. Uh, e sapling not so healthy. Uh, saplings no longer deal maximum percent health damage. That is fantastic. So oh, it's yeah. uh, going up base damages all the way through the game, and then the it's getting an AP ratio and a bonus HP ratio on the sapling toss. And then the empowered brush damage looks like it's going up at all levels base damage wise and then getting the same AP and bonus HP uh, scaling or percentage increases I should say uh, minions no longer taking power brush damage from saplings that's great get them out of my bot lane please <laughs> uh, the mana cost is going down at all ranks which I don't like that but I guess he probably needs that for jungle and then the slow. He shouldn't need mana for jungle. Mana is not a problem in the jungle. I guess yeah, you get blue buff plus your jungle item gives you insane mana regen, don't it? You don't even need blue buff. Like I can play Taric jungle and he has yeah. insane mana costs, and you're fine. But yeah. And the slow is increasing uh, by ten percent as well. And then Jesus, more changes. Yeah. New, a little slappy. So it's a little sappy. I guess I don't understand what this this is doing. So uh, this one is so when brush empowered saplings used to slow for thirty five percent, now they slow for forty five percent. Plus they have an AP ratio and a max oh, health okay. ratio. So depending on yes. how much bonus HP you have and how much AP, the slow can be larger than forty five percent. But at minimum, if you never build health and you never build AP, if you go full assassin lethality maokai you're sw for some reason if you're chaotic enough to do that then you're uh the empowered saplings when they're brush empowered will still will slow by 10 percentage points more now always yeah they just crossed out the entire thing so i was like what are they changing it to so i got right. you now and then the r the belt maokai the uh <laughs> missile initial speed is increasing the missile maximum speed is increasing and the acceleration is increasing so his ult is just faster all around. And then uh, Maokai now gains uh, scaling bonus movement speed that decays over two seconds. 
upon hitting an enemy champion. That's a lot. It is a yeah, lot. There's a what lot are your initial thoughts then from reading all that, or do you need a second to digest everything you uh, well, just read? Well, for one, I think support Maokai could be close to dead. Really? Yeah. Because why? why do you say that? I because I had a different impression. But go ahead. Uh, part of why I think support Maokai is so strong is yes, definitely the sapling tosses and the brushes, but the ability to shove the wave and go for a dive with Maokai support is like insane because he can drop turret aggro and most supports can't drop turret aggro so that kind of right, he can drop it with his w his yeah, w right yeah mm-hmm. and so that's kind of insane um and then the uh i think j- just him getting uh the cooldown reduced by getting hit by jungle monsters just makes it to where if you're playing in the bot lane with him it just feels a little troll because i feel like he's just gonna be so much better in jungle but overall, I like the changes. I think they changed what they wanted to change to get him into the jungle properly. Yeah, so here's my thoughts on it. Like, I, I agree. He's definitely geared more towards a jungler more because so many of his things have jungle interaction now, which they didn't used to, or maybe they did, but now there's additional interactions, which is what generally they the approach they take when they want to splash characters into the jungle like they did a couple years ago when they put Darius, Talon, Nar, uh, shit, who else did they give? They gave so many other people uh, more jungle interactions, Mordekaiser, Urgot. So um, I, I get it, but I, I still... I don't know. I think top Maokai is basically... Because that's where he's most popular right now, I believe. Uh, I can look. But top Maokai is much weaker because he's going to heal a lot less. And that's his whole thing is he's constantly basically... You can't move him after he gets an item because he's just so tanky and he's constantly healing off of you and CCing you and knocking you up and Wing you. And then, oh, there's a sapling in your face. And like... So that, I think, is a lot weaker, his sticking power there, but um, and is sustained through a fight that way if you're not building max health. But now if you're building max health, it's going to be stronger. So also, this bugs me. Why is it levels 1 to 17 scale? What's wrong with level 18? Why don't they want it to scale to level 18? I don't know. I thought it, they liked the, the round numbers. It, it's so, I hate it also when champions like, oh, they get a breakpoint, their ability, like Jarvan passive, it levels up at uh, it's level 1, then level 7 and level 13. Like, that uh, that bothers me so fucking much. Just give it a linear scaling with leveling, please. But, yeah. Anyways, um... I digress. Uh, yeah, the healing's a lot worse there, so I think top Maokai is worse. Otherwise, top Maokai is kind of basically the same. Um, I mean, his Q does more damage, because uh, it does percent max health damage, but it does less damage. In Overall, it does less damage with that. And then we're looking at saplings are weaker for brush control, but they slow more now, and they cost less, so you can throw them more. Um and the R is just all around better. So there's that top Maokai is going to be slightly worse, but I, I would say maybe slightly better, but worse off comparatively to the other ones. Support Maokai, I think is good. If you're not building AP, if you build it full tank, like you're building a rel, like you're building Leona maybe or something, then it's going to be quite good. I think, um, build Evan shroud. Cause Evan shroud is very strong despite, people not really building it it's a very strong item 
And, and a guaranteed I think proc on him, too. You get so many guaranteed procs. I don't know what the cooldown on that item is, but I can't imagine it's long. Like, he could weave his stuff in and get multiple procs on. Um, or at least keep it, if it's a refreshing duration, keep it refreshed. Like, that's. Oof, that's. Uh, that's something for sure. Jungle Maokai, yeah. so much better than before, but I still don't think it's going to be a premier jungler because what people want, although they might pick it, if pe if teams can learn to flex it, they could pick it into as a Zeri response because you can press W and follow Zeri. It doesn't matter if she flies over a wall, you're going to fly right with her. Um, or if you're going to hit R, if she doesn't jump over a wall way out of the fight, she's going to get rooted for two or three seconds, because that root is so long when it travels far, unless your tank or someone else steps in front of it. Um, and especially if, like, Yumi's hopping around between people, she might get caught by some of this endless CC that Maokai offers as well. Uh, so, I mean... Yeah, you could even play him mid and just be, like, unmovable, like when they used to play tank set mid, when people played Scion mid, like people played Karma mid. You could put him mid and just not be movable. You go uh, Sunfire and Thimble Winter, and you're totally fine. You're just chilling. That's what I think, because he has so much max health scaling that Thimble Winter makes sense. And he has, he's use, he's a lot, he's kind of a spell spammer as well, so that just makes a lot of sense too, a lot of mana, and then you're then transforming that into max health. That seems like an obvious route, and then you could go demonic embrace if you're. It's they've they've changed him so that now this whole sunfire demonic meta of champions that can use it that were in that can use it, he now fits that bill even better than he did before. So I'm I'm not scared because I don't know if I should be scared. I also don't think he'll become that popular because he's kind of outdated and people don't like him all that much. But I don't know those those are. That's my collection of thoughts. John, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think top lane is like probably about the same. Like, I feel like he's just not very popular, like in general in top lane either. And then, uh, I mean, as far as the jungle, I agree. Like, he's not going to be the, I don't think he's going to be the premier pick in the meta as far as like what's currently good. Um but, I mean, this definitely helps him a ton. That makes him way more viable. Um, and like you were saying, you could just dip into the Sunfire Demonic. And, I mean, like you're still going to do a lot of damage and you're going to be super hard to kill. Um, I mean, I just don't know. I've never played Malkai Jungle, so I don't know as far as, like, how good could his clear be, I guess, at this point now. I don't know that. But... I mean, I think Malkai jungle. I think Malkai jungle clear to answer that is going to be contingent upon kiting camp camps into bush bushes. So like Krugs, you're going to want to kite them into the bush so that you can get the empowered damage on your saplings. Yeah. You could set up you could set up saplings ahead of time too because you have such high True. mana regen in the jungle. Set them up. I don't know their sit duration, but you can do red buff and set up a couple over in the brush next to raptors. Pull raptors over into it, and then boom, they all take True. a whole bunch of nuke damage. You can yeah. do the same thing with blue and gromp, or just blue, I guess, because you can't really pull gromp into a brush, nor can you pull wolves into a brush. But the red side camps and blue buff are going to be where he thrives there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he won't be. Like, I don't think he'll, he'll be OP in jungle or anything. But as far as jungle Malkai, I feel like jungle, or not jungle, uh, support Malkai has always been like underutilized but i feel like it's like actually really good like i like playing with it 
personally, because to me, I would rather play with Maokai support than Alistar, because I guess in my eyes, I just think he just has a lot more to offer, and I guess now, especially in terms of your, uh, I like the change though with the E and the Q, um, like changing the percent where the percent um, magic damage is. I think that that was just a really frustrating thing to play against. I don't think it was like... I think everyone can agree that was just super annoying to play against. And it was like, it did so much damage. So I'm glad it's now at least on the queue. Like, I feel like that makes a lot more sense. And then also, as far as support Maokai, I feel like with your W being point and click and like basically guaranteeing your Q... Like, I feel like that just makes your all-in even, like, stronger, right? Because, like, you can't guarantee the percent on a, a sapling if you're all-inning. I mean, right. you sometimes get it, you know, just because of how things are happening. But, I mean, now it's like you always are getting that percent health, and I feel like that's pretty good, especially against uh, other tank supports. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I like having... Uh, Melkai support personally, especially for like vision and stuff too. Um, I don't know. I just think he's not played very much. Is the only issue, but I like that they're doing this. Hopefully, he'll get some more play. Just in general, I think in any role would be good. So what? Uh, what? I agree with you. Like, this champions are not being used all that much. Getting more play is great. What would you guys say you think that his... Wow, I'm looking top lane. He hasn't had enough games to qualify until since patch 12.13. Other than that, it's been like not enough data, according to u.gg. Okay. But um, the last patch he had... So in top lane, I will say, his last time in 12.16, when people weren't playing him all that much, was 47.2. Now he's 51.9, and a uh, 5% Dang. pick rate. And his pick rate... Yeah, his pick rate basically went up 5%. Okay. So jungle... What do you think his, uh what do you think his win rate is right now? I would say forty I would guess forty seven. Fenner? Already looked, so okay. It's uh forty six point three, but okay. people have to learn because no one played it before. There was in the entirety of twelve sixteen worldwide plat plus seven hundred and forty games, so no one is playing was playing it before. Uh support as well is the win rate has gone up, but it was already good. Now it went up like one, a little over one point, and the pick rate went up as well. Like it tripled, essentially, almost. Uh, I guess it doubled, because it was 1.4, now it's 3.9, so it just doubled. But yeah, that's that's uh, that's a lot. So uh, it seems like expect- people are picking up to this well, and that he is stronger, or people are recognizing his strength and actually using him right. I mean, who knows, but... Yeah, it's. I think his jungle win rate's still a little rough, but yeah, it, even it'll rise. Yeah, I think it'll go up. I think it'll go up. Probably like I'd say forty-eight point five is probably where he's gonna land. One, you know, next patch if they don't touch it again. Once people yeah, who are gonna play Maokai jungle learn it, because he has he only has a four he has a four percent pick rate right now. But there's only been forty-three hundred matches plat plus worldwide. So what rune are people running on him? It's uh Big. the top one is well, okay two hundred nineteen uh aftershock aftershock in, aftershock okay. in but that's 
only 219 matches. If I look at like rune setups, I would personally take Conqueror. Um, really? really? Yeah, For or Campbell? or Predator. Yeah, one of the two. Because would, yeah. like Aftershock, sure. okay, I use my W, and it does some damage, and then boom, then I have no Keystone after that. So why don't I take Predator, and I can get in on them early, faster to actually get in range so I don't have to use my Flash necessarily. Or why don't I do Conqueror because I'm going to stack that shit so quickly and be in amongst everyone the entire time because that's what my champion is designed to do. I think or Glacial. I would also go Glacial maybe and then just build Supporty. I think he'd be I a like sneaky Spellbook user. Spellbook, yeah. really? I'll get into so my Spellbook I never here feel... soon. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. We'll we'll uh we'll hold spellbook talk then for the change that you want to talk about, which I know what you want to talk about. So okay, but support or uh, Maokai has now moved into the jungle a bit. So go ahead and play him. Um, John, you play Misfortune. You want to cover her? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So her Q base damage has increased late. Cast time adjusted. Her W mana cost decrease. Attack speed bonus increased. E cooldown increased and the base damage on it is decreased and then the ap scaling is increased on the e and then the slow on the e now scales with ap so um i actually played the game of misfortune right before uh and i mean i would she feels really good i mean i thought she was already like noticeably really better than before I mean, it just, I think it just feels smoother. Just, okay. uh, I guess, playing the champion with her Q. Because, like, uh, before it did feel, we talked about this a little before the podcast, like, uh, her Q felt, like, a little clunky. Like, especially, like, auto-queuing, like, unless sure. you're used to it. And uh, now it's it has the exact same timer as, the, uh, as your auto-attack. So it just feels like the auto-queue auto animation feels really good, I will say. Um so I think they did a really good job with that. I'm surprised they increased her damage. I think they just want to remind people that crit misfortune exists. Um, I liked crit misfortune. Going like PTA on her. Um, and going Kraken or Gale Force. Um, I think that both of those items were pretty fun builds on her. I liked going Kraken on her when I used to do crit. Um... But uh, it's worth noting as well that uh, this afterwards, like today, was immediately hotfixed to remove the W buffs. They were reverted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's... I was surprised they were changing the W, so... I think that was good, because that was uh, a bit bit too much, I think. Because before, I never... I rarely take attack speed boots on Misfortune anyway. Like, cause I just feel like I never need it. It just feels like a waste, in my opinion, most of the time. I like almost always go lucidity boots or swifties. I've been more so recently. I've been liking lucidity boots because I just feel like it's super good on her. So because she gets so much move speed, why not go uh, in? Because you're not taking first strike on her, so why not go secondary tree the inspiration and just sit on your magical boots. Just sit on them. Don't need to upgrade them. Yeah, I've done that before. I've done that some. I've liked, uh, I don't know, I like doing either the Domination Secondary and doing Ultimate Hunter and 
cheap shot or doing let's see what else have I done I've I've liked going absolute focus and then gathering storm in the secondary tree before when I would go like crit I would go that for the secondary tree um I don't know I mean I like I like the hunter seems a little troll to me quite honestly because I don't think you're using her ult on cooldown or maybe you are but I I don't know I I mean it's just nice having it a lot I mean I use it a lot for like so if there's like a wave, I just need to delete late game. Like I'll okay. just insta delete it and then go to something if I don't need the ult for. Um, I go that on Twitch a lot too, but I guess on him it makes a little more sense. But does uh does the interaction still work with Gale Force and her R where you can widen the cone? I'm not sure about that. Okay, I'm not sure about that. But um. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised they even did anything to her W. I think reverting it was was a good idea because her win rate was like, it was absurd. It's like almost fifty four percent prior to the hot fix. But wow. I also like that they're making her E. Like, I don't know. That was just I feel like too strong, and it was just super annoying to play against in lane. And like, even I played it a good bit recently, and like, I don't know. Like it kind of felt. Like cheating, I guess. I don't know, because it does so much damage, and it's like guaranteed to hit. And then with Comet, like, just makes that even worse for whoever yeah. you're playing against. So, I think it was good to lower the damage on that. I don't really understand the why they're changing the AP scaling like at all. Like, I figured they would just they're increasing the viability of support misfortune, is what. Yeah, I, think. I I just in my opinion, I just personally don't like like it but it's not fun to play i don't think it's fun to play it nor play against it exactly but it is but it is good to have that variety is what yeah 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 i agree and then they change how her slow works or her slow just yeah um is 50 percent instead of scaling now and then it scales off of ap now instead so i guess like that that makes more sense for ap misfortune i imagine that the 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 e-buffs will exist until patch 1219 which is the patch after worlds will be played on and then they'll be erased because yeah, I... they want her like they want the ability for pros that's my impression here to pick misfortune and there it's be ambiguous whether it's ad or support and be able to flex it people twin or teams are not going to do that because teams don't flex picks nearly enough as they should but they're giving them the out to be able to do that they're increasing the viability of it so that's what i think and then they'll revert it because like i just looked on here she's already got she's a 53% win rate and like you're saying she just yeah. got hot fixed so she was even stronger like yeah, this she's too strong she's too strong she didn't need a buff just objectively already. yeah objectively just yeah really good player while you can yep so Another champion that's uh, being nerfed and I think kind of gutted some of her matchups. Fenrir, do you want to talk about Nami? So this nerf has needed to happen for a year and a half now. This interaction yeah. with her yeah. E has been absolutely ridiculous, and I can't believe it took this long to get rid of it. So uh, it just removes the interaction where with Electrocute, where her E now only counts as a single application of damage instead of three. Uh, it does change, but it only changes for bad Nami players. So, basically what was happening is you would just E your Lucian and he'd go in and he'd proc Electrocute. And all the E damage plus Lucian passive. Good Namis can still proc Electrocute almost instantly. 
So it's going to reward them. Really? Yeah. Even when they're not in range of the target? Or do they need to be in range of the target, basically? Because they need to, like, auto, E-auto. You should be right next to your Lucian almost all the time. All you have to do is oh, okay. auto, W, E, the Lucian, and then you've you've procced the Electrocute. You don't have to okay. E yourself. You just... Or if you land a bubble, I mean, it's almost, it's obviously going to happen every time. I'm just glad this interaction is gone because it's super frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just think that it's like, and also it's just like in pro play, I think it's annoying that it's either Lucian Nami or like Lucian isn't played. You know what I mean? Like it's an insanely strong bot lane, but like, especially in pro play where they're you know, microing it extremely well and everything. But, like, even then, like, I never... I just think that that never should have been a thing. It's just an obnoxious interaction that, like, is an example of something that should have just been, I think, never been a thing. Or, like, like Fenrir was saying, like, been dealt with, like, a while ago. I don't, I, I just don't understand why this was ever a thing. And then... I don't know. I always thought Aerie made more sense on her anyway. Yeah, so that's what uh, I watched LS's take on this patch earlier today, but he said that he thought the pro Nami players are still going to be picking, or they're still going to be picking Lucian Nami. They're just going to swap to Aerie. So it's not going to do as much damage, but it's just going to yeah. be, they're just going to swap and play the exact same, and it's going to be even worse, Lucian Nami is. I think that's, which, I think that's I, your assumption. Yeah, agreed. There's just no other champion that gives you on-hit auto-slows for free. Yeah, and especially with like how they change Lucian. Yeah. Like, they just function together yeah. so well. So it's just like... It's hard yeah. not to plan together. It's so gross to me that people, that pros specifically, because we're talking, this is a pro-focused patch, are still picking like Lucian Nami when uh, there's been games when Soraka's been picked... And it's disgusting how hard it takes to kill anyone on the team. Like, <laughs> if I'm thinking there was a Fnatic XL game, I think, where Soraka was picked, and it was absolutely fucking absurd. They could not. Fnatic ended up winning the game because of some throws by XL, but when there was a team fight, they could not kill anyone. They had Lucian Nami, they had Trundle. They had, what, Nar maybe? I don't know. They had Silas. like So they had all these quote-unquote meta champions and couldn't touch the Sejuani, the, uh, they just, uh, uh, the, the, I don't know what ADC it was paired with. It, I think it was like Zeri or Sivir or something, but they just, they could not kill them and it was disgusting. So, like, I don't understand. In solo queue, I get it. Lucian Nami can do well. In pros, please, professionals, if you're watching this, although I highly doubt you are, if you are, stop picking Lucian Nami. Pick something that's like a bit more variety and pick like Soraka. It's so much better. It's unbelievable. Anyways, I'll hop off my uh, my grandstand, my band box, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. So Nocturne. <laughs> Nocturne is... Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yep. So uh, Nocturne, his... Uh, soapbox. Yep. The the base attack speed is being increased, and his passive cooldown is decreased. The passive cooldown is decreased by one second, which is further reduced by one second every time you auto a minion, uh, or three seconds when you auto a champion or a jungle monster. So this doesn't really change all that much, but the attack speed ratio is being increased. His base attack speed 
from 0.66 to 0.7 doesn't do all that much because you're not building Nocturne on hit in I, I would hope you're not building Nocturne on hit. You're either building him Lethality Assassin or you're building him tanky bruiser-ish with Stride Breaker and like Force of Nature and I don't know, Ravenous Hydra maybe or some shit. I don't know. But they're trying to increase the viability of mid lane Nocturne or top lane Nocturne. But mid Nocturne was already being played in pros. They, it was it was played in LEC playoffs a couple times, I, know, I remember. Um, it's been played a couple times in LCK playoffs. I don't know about the other major regions, but if it's already being picked somewhat, this will only increase the prevalence of it, and especially where there's so much skirmishing and uh, vision is so important, as it always is in pros. Nocturne, like he, it's it's hilarious to listen to comms of teams when they're facing a Nocturne ult. Everyone's just all screaming, I can't see, I can't see. Like, no shit you can't see. That's Nocturne ult for you. Like, why don't... It's it's funny how they don't communicate. Like, oh, Nocturne's right here, or he hasn't landed yet, or something. But, yeah, it's... I don't know. <laughs> he might be better. This doesn't change anything for solo queue Nocturne, in my opinion, at all. But... For pros, maybe. John, do you think yeah. this changes anything? I, I agree with your take. I mean, like, the numbers are really, really small changes. Like, especially to his attack speed ratio. I mean, it's one second off his passive. Like, it's a small buff to jungle, I guess, slash mid. I don't think it makes a difference, really, for solo queue at all. So this may be a function of other shit that's happened in the patch, but despite what I was saying, his win rate has jumped by 3%. In I jungle. think you guys are sleeping on that attack speed ratio. But it's not the growth, it's just a flat amount, and he doesn't attack that or, fast unless you're getting your W. The, okay, I the guess, w. now that I think about that, I actually, like, uh... I like that's a lot of attack so speed. So, like, his... Yeah, because now that's actually way better for his passive, too, because your autos reduce your passive cooldown. So now you're just, like, you're getting more attack speed for free. So you're going to be able to, not only is the cooldown on the passive one second lower, but you're being you're like, you're able to proc it faster as well. So actually, that might make his clear a good bit better. I also think, like, when I think of Nocturne, I feel like he can really carry, like, mid-game team fights, especially if he has an Enchanter behind him. And enchanters are just disgusting right now. If he goes like, I'm assuming he goes stride breaker, so he's getting attack speed increase from that. If he goes like Zerch Greaves, yeah. Blade of the Ruin King, into just like surviving, I don't know. I think he could two hit some carries late game, especially if he has like yeah, a little. I feel like stride breaker death dance. Yeah, stride breaker death dance. Like you're just super tanky. And you do a lot of damage. And you definitely run Ghost to stay on top of people. Yeah, and you get a lot of ability haste from that build too, because you get ability haste from Stride Barricade and uh, Death Stance. I will say Lethality Nocturne is probably not any better. Maybe slightly better, but it's basically the same as it was before, in my opinion, except for the early clear a little bit. I don't know. I don't think that... The, I, I honestly don't think that... Yes, he got buffs, so his win rate went up because of that, but I think more of this is just that it's a function of people playing him more and he fits the meta more. Um, that's what my take on it is. I don't think it's because of these buffs, but I could be wrong. It has happened at least once in the past that I can think of, so... Yeah, I might have to give him a moral, see how he feels. He's fun to play. I like playing him. Yeah. Yep. 
All right. Next, Rel. Fenrir, you want to cover Rel? Yeah. So her W dismounted movement speed is increased. E cooldown is now flat. No water scales down. Yeah, so it's just a flat 13 seconds. Uh, the move speed while dismounted, I think, is pretty huge. Uh, that's tier 1 boots is what she's getting for movement speed, just for, like, perspective. She's still super slow, but her main downfall is if she goes in and misses her combo, she usually dies because she is just so slow. Yeah. But this just kind of makes it to where maybe she can reposition just a little bit better before her W comes back up. I love Rel. Yeah, I have no... I think you covered it great. I don't have any additional thoughts on Rel. I don't I don't enjoy playing her, and I don't really see her all that much right now. Yeah, I play her occasionally. I mean, she's fun to me, but I never see her on very rarely. Yep, let me just quickly look to see what her win rate is 52. Last patch, it was 50 and a half. So these changes must be meaningful. And her pick rate doubled, but it's still only 2.7. So we're not talking about a shitload of new people picking her up. I think it's it's a, just former people who knew how to play rel. Yeah. It's a combination with the uh, Evan Trouden buff as well. Yeah, because that's been her item since it was she released. She is an Evan Trout. I mean, she is Evan Trout, basically. I mean, her entire kit is CC. Yeah. Exhibit A. Yeah, I love Rel. She's so much fun. She's just hard to play in solo queue. She Agreed. Is. All right, uh, Renekton. So his Q base damage is decreased, and the AD scaling is increased. So, like I said, that's, that's literally it, uh, both for the normal damage and for the furious damage. Um, although the the eight, the percent bonus AD ratios are up by twenty percent each when it's empowered or not, respectively. The base damages are down by fifteen at max rank for the unempowered and thirty for the furious uh, unempowered. Uh, not for solo queue. This is very clearly for pro play because Renekton has been popping up because other stuff has been buffed and he kind of fits the meta, but I, I'm i fine with this. This doesn't change anything for our environment. And then he'll still be picked because no one's going to respect that this changes all that much. Cool. Alright, Fenrir, let's talk about your favorite pa your favorite yeah. change of the patch, Set. Um, Why don't you cover it for us, I'm man? I'm so excited. I love this champion. It's so much fun. So uh, WAD ratio is increased and E slow is increased. So the W change isn't like massive, especially for what I want to play him and support. But for top lane, uh, this is the largest percent per 100 bonus AD that his W has ever been at. It's even higher than release. So if you go like some crazy, oh, wow. uh, that's insane. I don't know, just super high AD builds with like Bork, Stridebreaker, with. Uh, Sterics, I mean, his W will one-shot carries in the mid-game <laughs> fights, for sure. And then the big change to me is definitely the slow. Uh, 50 to 70%. It doesn't sound like a lot, but another 20% on top of it. It almost means that you never have to guarantee stun somebody, because 70% early game is basically a stun. Yeah. it's This has caused a 2% increase in his win rate in top lane. Um, in support, his win rate has gone down, but it now has enough games for a data point. It's 44.8. 
It's still 560 matches. It has a very low pick rate, so keep that in mind. But, um, I mean, as the patch goes on, I think this will go up. This is a lot better for support set. Do you think this is going to make support set good, though, Fenrir? Well, so back to what I was talking about with the unsealed spellbook. Set support okay. is good in the hands of somebody that is willing to play like an absolute maniac. You cannot just kind of sit around and play like a normal support. You have to take Hex Flash, you have to take Flash, and you have to take Spellbook. You are flashing as soon as you have EW, level 2. It doesn't matter if they get level 2 first. You have to push the limits of this champion completely to the top. And then you take Spellbook, you roam top lane, you Hex Flash, and then you TP back bot lane. Or TP top lane. I like it. You, just, you have to impact the map with this champion more than most champions to really get the full value out of his kit but if he gets ahead especially as a support he is very scary yeah when, uh, when there's like a fed set running around with your jungler like it's just it's so scary it's so scary you can't like face check anything yeah. and that's why i like him in support too like you were saying the ability to roam with his jungler I mean, you win every 2v2 guaranteed. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his skirmishing is so good. He, he, can just so good. he can just face tank, and then he Ws for half their health bar, and then your jungler cleans it up. Yep. Yep. Set support. Yeah, I love is playing the, with set support. Yeah. He is the true, like, it is okay if you go, like, 0 and 10, because you will be forever useful. Yeah. The, he's the, the Giga Chad support champ. <laughs> he is the Giga set. <laughs> okay well i'm excited to see it it's fun when i get to see set support i like it but yeah um okay john you want to cover sivir getting another nerf yeah uh yeah i'm honestly kind of happy because then now i can actually maybe play her uh so ad growth is decreased um by 0.2 so very little w bounce ad ratio decreased um Looks like a nudge down by uh, five at all levels. Um, I mean, she needed a nerf. She was just insanely strong, in my opinion. I think she was like, as far as like before this patch, she was like the top eighty carry. She's picked in pro a ton. Like, I mean, she was just really strong. Uh, she needed a nerf. I still think she's pretty good. I mean, I still think she's good. She's probably, if I had to guess, she was probably. Like at a 50% win rate. So last patch, she had a 21% pick rate and a 51.96, effectively 52% win rate. This patch, her pick rate has fallen to 15%, and her win rate has fallen to 48 Okay. as of now. Yeah. I mean, I think she's been, ever since they changed her, she's been really strong. So, I mean, I think it's needed. She seems like, uh, apparently she has a bad matchup into Misfortune, and Misfortune is running everywhere right now, so that probably impacts why her win rate is so low. Plus, yeah, also, in solo queue, you can't guarantee you get to the late game, but in pro play right now, they will still get to the late game, so she'll still reach her item points. Yeah, I feel like with Sivir anyway, like, like with Sivir, I'm just trying to, like, poke with my Q and then just get a massive, like, CS advantage. I feel like she's, like, the easiest... AD carry to do that with. Because you can, once you get enough damage, you can just QW 
and then the wave's gone, and you don't miss any of it. But, yeah. yeah much, I think, just needed nerfs, so... I'll probably play her a bit more when I'm playing ADC, because she's one of my most played AD carries, so... Cool. Um, Sil- oh, sorry, I didn't need to move on yet. Fenrir, any other thoughts on Sivir, or did we basically cover everything you're thinking? I think she needs more, but we'll just move on. Okay, cool. Um, Silas, base health decreased by 20, and Q cooldown increased by one second at all ranks. This is just maybe going to push Silas into being the conditional pick that he should be, because he's only should be an answer to team comps when they're picking ults like Hecarim ult, Alistair... Uh, I mean, there's so many that we could name. I don't even need to go into a whole bunch more. But Silas should be an answer, not a blind pick. And right now he's a blind pick in pro play, so they don't want that. And this addresses that somewhat, although I don't think it'll fully do it. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, I think that he's he's been strong. I mean, he's like, even just like playing against him in solo queue, he feels oppressive when he gets a lead. Yeah. Silas, 48% win rate right now with a 14% pick rate, so he's not doing well. Last patch, 50% win rate with a 15% pick rate. So pick rate's almost the same, and his win rate is down by one and a half. A successful nerf is what I would say. Yep. All right, uh, Tarek getting nerfed. Base magic damage decreased by four, and the E cooldown is increased by one at all ranks. This does nothing for Jungle Taric. If you're playing Jungle Taric, this changes nothing um, because you're constantly using abilities and refreshing your uh, refreshing your abilities. So this cooldown is negligible, and your MR all, only Gromp does magic damage to you. So that doesn't really matter, and you're healing through it anyways. Um, and then you're building tank items, so it doesn't matter. Support. I would think that this makes a difference, perhaps. Fenner, what do you think? Uh, so at first I thought this like meant absolutely nothing. So I went to a Reddit post to a Tarek support Grandmaster one trick, and he basically said that the reason why this nerf is coming through is because Neela Tarek is super OP, and mages are good into Neela, but mages can't kill Tarek. Oh. So they're just trying to like increase his, I guess not increase, decrease his ability to survive the lanes against like enchantresses and AP mages. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. But all in all, I really yeah, all it of just feels like a no change. Yeah, this yeah, is pretty much it, everyone. It, it makes sense, like you're saying, this is a Neela change, not a Taric change. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Alright. Well, maybe if Neela Taric is so OP, the pros will start picking it, because right now they're still not picking Taric with Neela hardly ever from what I saw. They're picking Alistair, they're picking Nautilus Yumi. when it's up, maybe. They're picking, yeah, Yumi with yeah, her, Yumi. which sounds terrible. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Set will get picked with Neela. I think that would be a good matchup. Isn't like a Lucian Set like a really good combo? Uh, so, yeah. Basically, you want to take any okay. AD carry that can just like one-shot the enemy. Level 1 through 3. Gotcha. So like Tristana, Draven, So Lucian. Misfortune. Misfortune. Misfortune's yeah. good. But Draven. The best bot lane, and I played this before it became a thing in the LPL, is Senna set bot lane. Set farms. Senna is the, she does like her non farming bullshit strategy that she gets to do. And set <laughs> just kind of becomes 
this mediator from early game to mid game that Senna doesn't really have to just kind of allow her to become that late game carry. That makes sense. And does he, he probably builds like full tank then. Yeah. So I'd go, if I'm going that route, I'm going the, uh, like the, the iceborne gauntlet, whatever it's called now. And then yep. uh, like sterics, just trying to get as much frontline ability to protect the Senna as possible. I mean, okay. yeah, I'd like to try that sometime. I like playing Senna. I love set Senna. It's a lot of fun. Have fun. I don't but. really enjoy playing either of those champions. I'll juggle <laughs> for you guys. Anything set involved, I'll, I'll I am play. down to play. <laughs> I will pl- I'll play Zareth in mid lane, and then you're like, oh, we're fighting, and then I'll just stand by my turret and press R and help from across the map. That sounds good. You'll see me yeah. hex flash behind <laughs> your enemy's raptors, and I'll ult them to you. <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right, well, uh, popular jungler, Trundle, is also getting nerfed. So rejoice, you can play Graves now again, John. Um, (laughs) W, cooldown increased at all ranks. It's increased by three seconds at all ranks. That is a big deal in teamfights. You're probably not getting two casts of it off now. You're probably only getting one. um, And this is his second max, typically. So, yep. For clearing the jungle, this doesn't make a difference. In top lane, if you're playing Trundle top, this also makes a difference. But I don't. I mean, this this feels like a a worthy nerf. Trundle has been good for like two years. This yeah. feels fine. Go ahead. Yeah, he's just felt insanely oppressive into a, like just like OP. I feel like for a while, and then into certain teams, like literally just unplayable. Like like in the tanky teams that are like melee heavy. I mean, the game is unplayable if you did the, if Trundle has one kill or if he's ahead at all. I mean, it's it was insane. I mean, he could and same with top lane. Like he's he doesn't have a ton of really bad matchups, and no. his level one is absolutely absurd. Like he has really yeah. good laning, I think for for um, his his win rate dropped by three percent because of this in jungle his pick rate also went down but it went down he dropped by three percent win rate i didn't expect that large of a drop so i think i didn't either to me uh, i'm not a jungler player but i think the most op stat on junglers is movement speed and he gets a lot of movement speed from this yeah he does true so he can't really move around the map as fast as he used to be able to 20 to 52% move speed is what he gets and 30 to 110% attack speed in this, uh, in this blurb, right? It says they're they were doing this because not because they thought Q Q into W into E max was a problem, but because W into Q max is a problem. I've never tried W max because I've just been doing Q max. It does a lot of damage and you constantly are using it. So it made sense. But W max, I can see how that's a problem. Like level seven, having, like 45% move speed on a 12 second cooldown, 25% increased healing and like 90% attack speed. Like I totally get why that's a problem. There was a, like I know for a period of time too, like there was a, what was like super good with the lethal tempo was to go uh, rush Bork and then go Sunfire and then go lethal tempo. And then you're like, your W is just always up. You're auto attacking so fast and like, you're so tanky because that was when some viral was kind of kind of strong so it was just good on him because of that but yeah i think this needed to happen for a while he's just been really oppressive like if he gets 
any kind of lead in the early game, the game you can't feels touch him. Literally, you cannot one v one him. You just cannot ever fight him. And you were barely able to one v one him potentially yeah, ever. Before. Yeah, he. I, there's only like a few champs that I can think of offhand that could like one v one him early. Like and they're probably magic dealing champions. Yeah, range magic. So that's like what basically thrives in the Toronto, like range magic damage with CC. Like he can't play the game if that's the case. But Brand, uh, he Morgana, was Lilia are the ones I can think of that would actually be able to handle him. Yeah, and then like like you're saying, he's just the movement speed too is just absurd that he gets the attack speed and the movement speed. But I think this is a good change probably hit him a little harder than intended but i mean i'm okay with that for how long he's been good i mean he also shouldn't be blind pickable like this is fine exactly 49 he should be a response pick just like how we were talking about silas yeah like if the enemy team picks like ramus scion like and then like a tank support or something like trundle is so op yep but yeah he shouldn't be good against just everything yeah so okay um tf getting buffed uh q ap ratio increase and the w mana cost decrease so his q does 10 percent more on the ap ratio and the w is now 10 oh it was so it's 10 cheaper at rank one and 30 cheaper at rank five this still doesn't change anything though because uh tf is a essentially utility. He builds Everfrost, he builds Rapid Fire, he builds Zanyas, then he'll maybe, like, I don't know what he built after that. Like, he, he may build a Cosmic um, a cosmic Drive, perhaps. He might build Oblivion Orb. He could build more attack speed. He could get a Nasher's Tooth to do objectives better or something, uh, like turrets and stuff. But he's just, he's not building hard AP. You're not building Luden's Echo um, you know, shadow flame death cap. You're not building like a vex or anything. So this is this doesn't really change anything for me, for feel, how they're playing in pro. Yeah, I think in pro. I mean, it's just a little buff. I think for for pro, it'll be nice. I don't know. I guess like you're saying, you're like you're basically like a your gold card stun scale guy who can roam. You know, but I don't know. I think the AP ratio could be nice because that'll like. If you're facing a fed TF, like, he will one-shot you, though. Cause, so, like, I feel like he can get more quickly to that point, maybe with this... I mean, 10% AP ratio is pretty... That's not bad. It's not bad. But, I mean, no, it's so not it's not insane, though, either, like you were saying. But but TF at three items probably has 150 AP. Yeah, so I guess at the end of the day... Yeah. yeah, at the end of the okay. day, you're not picking TF for the damage anyway. You're picking no, him if, for you, the, if you if you are, utility. you're picking him for the wrong reasons. Right. I just think. Uh, I guess the main thing with this is the W mana cost. Yeah. Is nice because for uh, it mentioned it in the little riot blurb like his his Q and and stun card or his stun card and his rig card cost a good bit, so it'll just make it so it's a little better for laning. Like he won't have as much mana problems, I guess. But I mean, small change pro focus i don't play a whole lot of tf so i don't, I don't know either i don't think Except it'll make an that it's fun to backdoor yeah i love playing aram tf yeah that was that was dirty the other day 
<laughs> oh yeah. Uh, what? Who, who did who that? Did that? We were, did that. Uh, oh, oh right. That was we were in customs. Yeah, we were doing. Yeah, uh, we kept going back community and forth. night. Yeah. yeah, that was such a long one. And then I was, I, was I, t- I typed in chat to this guy like, "Hey, let them push, and then you ult." He's like, "40 <laughs> seconds." So then at that point, you were like, "We were all like, hey, let's let NASA stack." So I was saying like, "Yeah, go ahead, let NASA stack," so that we slowly move up instead of getting pushed too far back. A team fight starts. He just ults in behind kills the, the nexus had like two hits on it so or not the nexus the nexus turret uh only had one left and had like 100 health so he hits it for two and then just ends the game it was like sweet it was awesome even for the even for you and everyone else who lost it like we're, everyone was like oh okay that's kind of fun yeah yeah that was a long aram too we were just like that was a fun one for sure yeah yep um Okay, Wukong, uh, last champion getting changes, and then there's a few items getting some changes. So Wukong, base attack speed decreased a little bit, and his base move speed decreased by 5. So the attack speed I don't think is that big of a deal, but because uh, he's using his E, and that's his first max in the jungle. Um, top lane, it might be a bigger deal, but I don't think that's that big of a deal. The move speed, that's a big deal. People, like... Uh, Move speed is the most powerful or one of the most powerful stats. And Fenrir was saying earlier that jungle in jungle, move speed is the most powerful thing. And to take away five base move speed is taking away how fast he moves at all points of the game everywhere. That's a big deal for Wukong. So um, I'm glad uh, that this is happening. I don't, I don't really see it in solo queue. People don't play it all that much anymore in solo queue, but in pro, it is still everywhere. Yeah, let me just see. What did his win rate drop by? Hopefully a lot. So right now his win rate is forty six point nine. I love Ooh. it. Yeah. Um, with a five percent, with a three percent pick rate, and then it was forty nine point eight. So he dropped by a lot. Um, some of this is probably overreaction, but still, I'm fine with this. Get rid of Wukong out of the jungle. Totally yeah. fine. I'm like, I'm so okay with that. I'm, I'm glad because Wukong jungle is actually pretty good against Rengar too. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I thought. I like that they moved him into the jungle, but I mean, he was just like really strong for a while, and it was. Um, so I think these are needed nerfs. Yeah. So now Wukong's not going to R and stop any of your engages, Fenrir. Yeah, I wish his champion was like thirty-three percent win rate. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he had one R instead of two. <laughs> Why do they both not? No, I don't even get started. I don't even get started. all right let's not get him started because this is already running long um so systems changes stopwatch is 100 gold more expensive it's just stopwatch stuff so i'll just run through all of it and we can talk about them all together stopwatch 100 gold more expensive uh and the free stopwatch with the rune perfect timing will still only contribute 250 towards a stopwatch item guardian angel combined cost up 100 to reflect the change in stopwatch the total cost is up by 200 um to reflect the change there's no effective changes it's just it costs six now it costs 750 to buy it so 100 extra for the stopwatch and then 100 extra to finish the item ad is up by five to compensate that though for ga uh Zanya's also is getting five more ability haste 15 more ap and is costing i think that's 400 more mm-hmm. so now it's 3000 as opposed to being 2600 at cheap as shit uh and seeker's arm guard is giving 30 ap as opposed to 20 i believe this is when you fully stack it up um so yep but so holistically 
this feels appropriate stopwatches. We don't want League of Stopwatch, and it was kind of getting to that point again. Um, Zanya's is better when you complete it. It feels a lot better, and it's worth the gold more now. GA feels good as well, but I will say GA is overbought. A lot of people, a lot of characters who buy GA don't come out of GA being very good. So, uh, like if Sivir wakes up from a GA, she's basically just ready to get murdered again. As opposed to if you play Camille with a GA, that's a lot different of a champion with a wake up. So, yep. Um, but overall, I'd say good changes. Fenrir's nodding. John is silently approving of me. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I just wish okay. they didn't and add I... anything to the to the Zanyas. I feel like this yeah, item needs to be thirty five hundred gold for how good. Really? It is. I just I think it's very annoying that people can buy this item, and I think if it it'd be okay to have the stats if they would make it pause everything about your champion, all of your cooldowns stay on cooldown. They don't decrease while you're Zonyist. I think that is the most problematic part of the item. Yeah, I think I agree with that. That sounds fine to me, but then you can't increase the cost anymore. No. I think the cost should be more expensive too, though. Yeah, but as it currently sits, I think it should have no stats comparatively to what the stats are, and it should cost... I'd be okay with 3,000 if it gave, like, 30 AP. Because you're not buying it for the AP. You're not buying it for the ability base. You're buying it for the active. True, you're not. Yeah, the AP component should not feel good to build on this item, in my opinion. What I would say... The AP stuff... The stuff you're sitting on doesn't feel good, I will say. The completion now feels better. But what I would say is this item should be... I would say they should remove the armor entirely from all aspects of it and leave the rest of the stats alone. That would be fair. And then add more AP items that give you armor. Add items yeah. that do this to the shop. So that Zanya's isn't, oh, I need armor and I'm an AP. Ah, I guess I'll build Zanya's because that's the only thing and it's valuable always. No, it should be situational based on your champion and the game state. It should not be a go-to all the time except for specific champions. Yeah, it seem, it, to me, it just seems like a way to double dip into like being really good against a bursty AD champion. Like, you buy this item and they literally cannot play the game. Like, I just the think last that's time, dumb. The last time Assassins were running everywhere was before Stopwatch was introduced. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, it's the same thing, like, I mean, I'm not advocating for Master Yi, but, like, I mean, you realistically, you buy Zonya's Master Yi literally just cannot target you. Like, he just can't. Because then he's not going to be able to get all, like, his max value out of his kit. Like, champions like that, like Zed, like, you literally cannot target that champion. And then, like, when you have, like, three people building it, and then the support going, like, perfect timing as well, like, it's just, I don't know. It just seems like it doesn't have much counterplay. Yeah. So, um, no notable ARAM balance adjustments I looked at. Uh, Ultimate Spellbook is ba- uh, it's still here. Um, they've made adjustments to that. If you play that, you can go read those. Um, there's Clash coming up. Challenges have been slightly changed. 
Um, I forgot to look at bug fixes. Do you get, did you guys note anything that... Uh, oh, I see one here that I see. Fix a bug that caused Draven's R execute passive to still execute enemies through spell shields. That's a problem. Oh my yeah. god. Let's see. I saw one earlier that was kind of funny. Fenrir, you nodded your head. Which one did you see? Yeah, they fixed the uh, Hex Flash bug, so we should have Hex Flash of War Worlds. Uh, it was a bug where... Fixed a bug where using certain abilities after casting Flash would disable Hex Flash and Flash. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, fixed a bug where Set's ultimate would yeah. disable opponent's Hex Flash and Flash for the remainder of the game. Oh my gosh. That's insane. They said OP, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the other one crazy. I saw... I, I didn't even know that this is a bug. Fixed a bug that caused Pike's R to go on cooldown if the enemy was killed by another ally. I yeah. thought that was just how it was supposed to work. Yeah, that happened to me the other well, day. It depends, because... So, if there's a, if you cast your... If Pike casts his R on someone that is then killed by someone, but if it was close enough, like there's a slight delay where um, if you're almost about to execute them, then you still get the refresh. However, okay. if you... Let's say you you're about to cast it and they die and if there's a long enough buffer there, then you're outside that buffer zone, then it would go on cooldown. This is fixing those cases where, like, a tenth of a second, the target gets killed yeah. before you use the pike R, and you should gotcha. get the refresh, and you should get the gold from okay. it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I thought the, the only other one I saw that was kind of funny was fixed a bug where champions could cast Flash while charmed if they cast it heal or ghost. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> That, I feel like the instances of that happening, though, are so small. Because, like, you'd have that's, to do that by, like, pure chance, right? That's an Ari buff. Because then you just, like, ADC, yeah, I can't. Oh, ADC, you just press heal flash, boom, gone. Yeah, but I feel like normally, like, an ADC wouldn't, like... Uh, unless they're just, like, oh, no, this is the oh, shit button, let me push everything kind of deal, you know? I feel like sure. that's, like, the circumstance where that probably happened. Yeah, but I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yep. Um, skins look all of them look very cool. Although yeah. the Lee Sin one in-game model doesn't look great. I will say when Jeez. I saw it on skin spotlights. Yeah, but, I agree. Uh, I like King Viego a lot. I think the chromos for that one looks sick. It does, and it's a lore skin which I love even more because I love the lore of this universe. Yeah, that skin yeah. I might have to get. That one's pretty. pretty got awesome. some. He's got some Kingdom Hearts vibes going on. Yeah, he does. That's a great game, too, by the way. I haven't ever played it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I think you would like that game, man. That's a that's like one of my mm -hmm. favorites. I love it. What's the What genre is it? It's kind of like... Or, what would you say, Fenrir? Uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say... It's a turn-based attacker. But I like those. But there's, like, there's, uh, not, there's no mechanics required. But it's like, like well, it. But it's like but has... But, but it has mechanics, so a little yeah. bit. Like, slightly... So it's like Final Fantasy. It's almost like turn-based, but it does have small. Yeah. Oh, is this like it. Paper Mario, where you can press A during an animation at a specific spot to ac activate extra damage or an effect? There on, is like, stuff like jump that. or something. Yeah. There okay. is stuff like that. Definitely, you would like that game, dude. And it's, it's I'm pretty sure it's so on sale on Steam. Like uh, I played, I beat and played the first two, mm -hmm. and like they were my some of my favorite games. Gotcha. And there is some Final Fantasy characters well, in there too. And make yep. appearances. I like, yeah. I was also 
yeah, big on Final Fantasy X was like my... Uh-oh. I only played a couple of Final Fantasy games, but... The only Final Fantasy I've played is the one that I've heard is like the least like a normal Final Fantasy and people hate, which is Final Fantasy XIII. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. okay. That one apparently yeah. is not like any others, and I don't, I don't know. But uh, I found it decently fun until it just was too long, I will say. It's too long of a game. But um, anyways, we could talk about Final Fantasy another time. We're like two yeah. hours and ten minutes, so let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> um so uh, this was episode number 780. If you have questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com or you can drop them in the feedback channel in our Discord server. Our Discord server can be found in the... Um, it can be found on our website and a link to our website will be in the podcast description. You can also find a link directly to our Discord or our website in the YouTube uh for this video that will be uploaded in a few days or so. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we will uh, reconvene next week and talk about whatever the hell we're going to talk about. So thanks for joining me guys. And thanks for tuning in everyone. This has been episode 780. Uh, take it easy. Peace. Bye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes to give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided.